I'm Marcus Richardson. And I'm Nathan Hicken. Hello, friends. Uh, We do not have a new exhibit for you yet. We are working on it. But we wanted to do another episode of Murder We Didn't Wrote. Our new not at all clunky title for episodes where we shoot the breeze uh, (laughs) about other murder mysteries that we did not write. But before we get started, uh, in case you didn't hear, we had a trifecta of announcements being that we have a new Discord, we have some new merch, and we have new ways that you can give us money on Patreon. (laughs) So (laughs) new ways to support the show makes that sound a lot lot nicer. Um, (laughs) But we just want to say a huge, huge thank you to everyone that has hopped on our Discord. Um, It'll probably be slow going at the start. Um, and on our Patreon as well. We're really excited to add content there. Again, slow at the start, but we have uh, plans for uh, some exclusive perks for Patreons. So, Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's been really cool to see all the interaction and, and whatnot. So thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you so much. But yeah, so let's jump in to questions about murder mysteries. We actually already have some questions to answer from our listener, Sam Miller, who sent a surplus of questions for our Q&A episode, but they were all just so good that we held on to them. So he has a list of questions (laughs) about our favorite murder mysteries. The first one being, what are your favorite murder mystery stories, including movies, books, TV, etc.? And Marcus, do you want to take a swing at this one first? No, because I feel like your opinions <laughs> will be more refined. Because at the end of the day, you are better read than I am. You are more well read. Dang. Well, but but that actually that doesn't mean that you need to think harder about it since you have a larger. <laughs> okay, no, I'll go first. So, <laughs> I I do feel a little bit like a fake fan when I say this, and I'll explain why. But recently, I think that. Knives Out and Glass Onion are some Mm. of my favorite murder mystery films. The reason I feel like that makes me a fake fan is it feels a bit like telling a Star Wars fan that your favorite Star Wars film is like Force Awakening or Rise of Skywalker. (laughs) And they're like, did did you not see the originals? Like, what what are you saying? Anyway, that's upsetting to some people. But (laughs) in, in this case, I feel like my favorite kind of murder mysteries often are kind of a reimagining homage yeah they're, they're homages and then they can be a little bit tongue-in-cheek a little bit lampshaded mm. and i think that those two recent movies really did it well in terms of mm. like having a unique enough spin on a classic format so yeah i would actually agree in terms of movies um i don't know for, for me with like talking about like tv or movie i grew up a lot on like the classic poirot with um david Suchet from like the 90s love that sort of stuff um but also grew up on a lot of like psych and whatnot Mm. um obviously the bbc sherlock so i have a soft spot for those just because nostalgia lenses and they are i think fantastic and rewatchable but i'd call them my favorite Mm -hmm. um in terms of like movies i i actually agree with you like last night so i really think with murder mystery films i really really appreciate cleverness and i think glass onion knives out does both do a really good job of kind of displaying their cleverness with their nods to the classic homages the classic tropes 
but also being clever in and of themselves. Um, and I see that again with like also movies like See How They Run. Ah. Um, when I go to a murder mystery movie, I'm not necessarily like looking to be shocked and twisted and whatnot. I'm looking more to have a good time because mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a lot of the twists before. Um, mm. So I'm not looking for my mind to be blown, but for the aesthetics to be there. And I, I appreciate more stylized films. Surprise. Um, <laughs> Wait, you're saying that you like genre fiction, strange yeah, I, settings? I, 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 I would have never expected that from the content you create. Fun mechanics, interesting takes <laughs> on things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sp- speaking to that, I I didn't think about uh, the books by Stuart Turton. Yeah. Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, The Devil and the Deep Water. And he has an upcoming book this next year called The Last Murder at the End of the World. Yeah. Which his are extremely mind bending. They're pretty, I don't know, high concept. Is that the word? Because like yes. Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle, that's what inspired the, the gala exhibit for you, right? Yes, yes. Uh, no spoilers, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent. It's it's a real mind twister. Um, but sorry, what what were you saying earlier? Oh, well, now I'm completely distracted by that <laughs> because I was thinking I've read a lot of classic murder mystery stories from Conan Doyle to um, more of the hard with Raymond Chandler, um, kind of that uh, old hardboiled stuff. I've read a lot of the Agatha Christie and I love love the love those, but the murder mystery stories that I've actually really loved recently are the some of the newer ones, which include Seven and a Half Deaths, because I think that is one of the most well plotted out books that I've ever seen. That had to be insanely hard to plan out. It's like a Christopher Nolan film, but in a book form. Yeah, Me- memento level complexity for sure, uh, if if not more. Yeah, and I. Really appreciate seeing something like that come together and everything tie up. That is so satisfying. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know, interesting fact about the way that I kind of consume murder mysteries maybe different than what people would expect. I don't actually really try to solve them as I go through them. Like, <laughs> because one, I I don't know. I like being able to trust that the author is taking me in a good direction and just like, when it's revealed, it'll be a good reveal. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of okay with just being along for the ride in a lot of these. And then I can feel clever watching through it a second time. Uh, but the first time, it's kind yeah. of just, you know, I wait for the reveal. I think that's fun uh, to see that the curtain's there. But, like, you know, I'm okay with not the curtain, not trying to peek behind the curtain until the end. Mm-hmm. Well. Uh, I'm looking at the other questions. It looks like we've touched into to one of them here. Who are your favorite murder mystery authors? We've already mentioned a couple. Mm. Uh, would you say that Agatha Christie is one of your favorites as well? Is she high in the ranking or do you just <laughs> have you read a lot of hers? She is quite high in the ranking. Also, you know, I read her growing up and so there's always a, a nostalgia soft spot for her. Um, but I also really enjoy the kinds of stories she writes more it kind of feels between cozy and hard-boiled like they're not they're not the hallmark murder mystery channel but they're also not hard-boiled but they are also serious and i really enjoy the intrigue with it and the characters that she creates but recently i would say one of my favorite new authors is richard osmond i don't know if you've heard of this guy no um 
He wrote The Thursday Murder Club. It is absolutely delightful. As delightful as murder can be, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> That's a name that we could have done for this podcast. As delightful as murder can be. That's got a real... <gasps> dang oh, it. Dang. Too late. Ugh, uh, I hate that. Hey, listener. Hey, you listening to this right now. Don't steal it. I know you're thinking of stealing it. Yep. Don't do that. We we can find a place for that, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But it is so delightful. And it, it again, like, skirts the line between, like, cozy and hard-boiled, where it's not, I wouldn't say it's cozy, but it's not hard-boiled either, kind of in between. But it's yeah. about, oh, let me pitch it. It's about four British retirees in a small little retirement community, and they solve murders together because they're retired and got nothing else to do. And it's it's delightful. Mm. Ah. Yeah, I think that one of the the primary tenets of like cozy murder mysteries or lighthearted murder mysteries is it's an amateur detective. It's like, oh, they're they're used to doing crochet, but now they're solving <laughs> the murder of their their crochet mate or whatever it is. Um, but yeah, yes. If you were to give one recommendation of a book to read would it be the the tuesday murder club or like what what would be your your top pick my top pick at the moment would be the thursday murder club i really enjoyed it for a murder mystery that that's written now it's i'm really really impressed with it Mm -hmm. awesome and i would recommend i mean like we've already talked about it but seven and a half deaths of evelyn hardcastle if someone like enjoys our podcast and enjoys when it's a little bit more complex, then I think that uh, they would really enjoy that book as well. It's not, yeah. it's not a cozy murder mystery, but it's also no, it is not. Yeah, but it's also fun. You know, like it's it's fun in terms of the the puzzle boxiness of it all. Yeah. So here's uh, the next question we have from Sam: Who are your favorite murder mystery detectives? Mm. What would you say? The first one that comes to mind for me is Benoit Blanc. Um, surprise, mm-hmm. I may or may not have been him for Halloween this year. Um, Who can say? Yeah, yeah. No no, no pictures or anything. But I really like a detective who uh, knows more than they seem. I just, I love that because that's, it's very satisfying to then go back and see, oh, they did notice this from the very beginning. I think Benoit Blanc does that all very well. He seems like a yeah. bumbling southern gentleman doesn't really know what's going on kind of out of it but no he's picking up on everything and i i kind of love that that's yeah that sort of attention to detail is really satisfying it's why i love like psych but yeah so i would say probably benoit blanc that's a good pick i feel like sometimes uh certain iterations of sherlock holmes or even poirot can be a bit much like the 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 pompousness of it like the <laughs> you are all idiots um so i do like that benoit has the skills with less of the the snide (laughs) looking over the nose qualities so yeah nice nice what would you say oh um i'll I'll just piggyback i don't i can't think of (laughs) many other examples um i think my favorite murder mystery detective is nathan hicken uh, on his podcast great choice (laughs) (laughs) No, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. But a, a question that's related to this is Sam asks, uh, who's the best Sherlock? 
Robert Downey Jr., Benedict Cumberbatch, Will Ooh. Ferrell. I didn't watch that one. I, yeah. uh, Henry Cavill. I Is that Enola Holmes? That's Enola is Holmes, that what? yeah. Okay. Who's the best Sherlock, Nathan? Oh, man. Definitively. Definitively? Gosh. Okay, my top two are Robert Downey Jr. and Benedict Cumberbatch. Deciding between those two are very difficult because both are just so different. Mm-hmm. Like, I love the more playfulness of Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock. He's a little less serious and sane. Um, and I, I love Robert Downey Jr. because we see different sides of Sherlock. We, not, we don't just see his calculating side, but we see his, like... Action hero. Yeah, the, that's that's so cool to me, and that was really cool to me when I was like ten and this came out. So, um, might be some nostalgia lens going on, but I think Benedict Cumberbatch does a really good job of playing into a specific version of Sherlock. Um, takes away some of the humanity of him a little bit, but I think that serves the kind of stories they're trying to tell, and so I think it really fits in the modern setting, especially the first two seasons. I man. I love those first two seasons, three and four. Uh, but are you you're talking about Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes, yes now? sorry, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. I I think I'd also agree. Like Benedict Cumberbatch might be my favorite modern iteration of Sherlock, even though sometimes mm-hmm. some of the the gimmicks of the character wear thin for me. Like yeah, you know, like I I like the quirks, but like when it's like just straight up the the meanness to people that don't deserve it that sometimes rubs me the wrong way yeah um, <laughs> when it kind of gets in the way of the murder mystery as opposed to serving it yeah like i I've, I've never been one to care very much for like the fact that sherlock is uh, a drug addict yeah like <laughs> i don't you know like the coolest parts of sherlock to me are not the fact that he has like manic depressive <laughs> moments like maybe, maybe some people love that uh Maybe that humanizes him more, but I I just like the 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 tactics. Yes. The, yeah. The detectiveness. The the cleverness is my favorite part. The cleverness, yes. And the dynamic between John and Sherlock. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. Sherlock Holmes in any iteration would be a lot less fun without Watson. Agreed. You you need you need that foil. You need someone to be where the reader is and just feels dumb. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, next question. Do you like your mysteries with a dash of comedy or serious? Mm-hmm. He lists the nice guys and see how they run as examples <laughs> of a dash of comedy. This one's pretty easy for me. Yes. Comedy, good. <laughs> like it. I can't remember if we've said this on mic before, but like... The reason that I like murder mysteries is for the mystery, not the murder. Like, if I can do a murder mystery without any gruesome details, which, like, I sort of found a way with the, <laughs> the empty cage, um, I'll do that. Because I I enjoy more the, the story mm-hmm. and kind of even occasionally the the cheesy nature of it all. But just, like, you know why you're here to solve a murder. So there needs to be a murder. But I like it when it's lighthearted, when there's comedy. That can sometimes be a tall order because murder. Yeah, but. yeah. You don't want to feel trite, but you want to, yeah. Exactly. Well, I happen to agree with you. I also appreciate Mysteries with a dash of comedy. I think I I love cleverness, and comedy can be another form of cleverness, especially in a murder mystery when quips are going back and forth. I just, man, I love having clever, slightly comedic characters, which are not caveat 
not to the Holmes and Watson level of the Will Ferrell thing. That's not my kind of comedy, but with a dash. <laughs> nice, healthy sprinkling. See how they run. Delightful. Like Glass Onion, even, I would say. There's a lot of like comedic moments in there. Um, I, right. I would also say older murder mysteries like Charade um, or like Psych or Sherlock. Comedy like balances the murder mystery out and makes you connected not just to like the story, but the characters as well. I don't know. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Uh, one final question. Mm. Favorite murder mystery video games. We haven't really touched on video games. And uh, before you give yours, I do want to just speed round. Oh, yeah. Like, I actually have a lot of, a lot of recommendations for mystery video games. <laughs> So if if you want one where you, you like feel like the detective, Tangle Tower, oh, uh, yes. Detective Grimoire, Tangle Tower is is excellent. I love the voice acting. I love the music. Uh, I love the vibes. If you're looking for a game that just takes you for for a ride, like a, a murder mystery book, uh, Ghost Trick I think mm. is mm. an excellent one. You play as a ghost detective uh, trying to solve your own murder. You you don't really as the player do any deducting or you know solving of the murder but it's got a really compelling story with a lot of twists so i love that one uh her story her her story her story Hmm. um is uh shoot i forget what the term is for it but it like uses live action video and you're you're coming through a database of an interview with someone and you solve mysteries I'm not going to be able to really quickly describe these <laughs> things. Maybe I should have just said the name of the video game. Anyway, th- those are three recommendations right off the bat. But uh, Nathan, what would you say are some of your favorite murder mystery video games? Murder mystery, I would say, I, I would agree with Tangle Tower. That's been one of the most delightful ones to play. Just a really cl- clever mechanic as well. It's different than other murder mysteries that I've played. I would also say, I don't know if this counts, I would say mystery. Professor Layton, I grew up on those, and I just have a delightful time with the atmosphere of those, even though they are insane at the end. (laughs) And then I also have a soft spot for uh, Nancy Drew. If you haven't been able to tell, my murder mysteries tend to be more point-and-click-esque, and a lot of that inspiration comes from the Nancy Drew games where you're point and clicking unlocking different dialogue etc that kind of thing but they a lot of them have really fun settings fun murder mysteries um fun just mysteries in general but yeah yeah then a video game i think uh both of us would agree is uh one of the best murder mystery slash detective video games of all time is the case of the golden idol oh my goodness yes it is excellent and uh, an extra reason to to recommend it is Nathan and I are working as writers on the sequel. Ha! Surprise! Surprise! Yeah. So, uh, Case of the Golden Idol is a game where you are collecting phrases and organizing them to spell out what happened in these stationary scenarios. And yeah, we we are working on the sequel and could not be more excited about doing that. It's honestly been so much fun and. For, for real we loved this game before we even got the opportunity to work on the sequel um it's just you feel so clever putting together what's happening with the stationary scenario because you, you're hopping in right when like the murder has just happened or is, has happened or is happening trying to figure out what's going on so it's been a lot of fun to now try to build those kind of scenarios um and build a murder in short form rather than we have you know four plus hours of content and to work with it now we have 
uh, a couple of screens for sure. And a fun fact, in case you didn't hear, I'm pretty sure they already announced this, but Bill and Danny over at Escape This Podcast and Solve This Murder are also working on the game. Yeah. So we we just have an A-list, what, what do I call this? We have A-list team, an elite team <laughs> of murder mystery podcasters that specifically do the kind where you solve a mystery as the detective. Man, <laughs> we we have the best there is to offer in that specific niche demographic right there. Honestly. So it's been awesome. It's been really great to work with other people on the team. And uh, definitely, for all you people listening, uh, try out the first game. And we'll definitely, I'm sure we won't be able to shut up about <laughs> it when the, the actual uh, yep. sequel comes out. So, Which should be sometime 2024 is the plan. I think so. Well, awesome. That was a, a good discussion, Nathan. I, I really like hearing your recommendations because <laughs> I, I just feel like you have a lot more mysteries under your belt than I do. So uh, I'll, I'll definitely have to look up some of the things that you mentioned. And I always love talking murder mysteries, so this has been a blast. Awesome. Well, uh, next time people hear from us, it'll probably be uh, the start of our next exhibit. Yes. Well, thanks so much, Nathan. Thank you, Marcus, for talking with me (laughs) (laughs) and thank you listener Ah, always all right bye adios